0: My name is Darren Joseph and welcome to Tax of the firm, where we seek to demystify this somewhat confusing world of international tax and compliance. Today, we're going to do it a bit differently rather than just talk tax, tax, tax. We have the opportunity and the privilege to have a conversation with Mick, a friend. He's not a client, a friend who does live that international lifestyle. Mick, do you want to say a few words, introduce yourself to those who may oh, well, the um,
1: Well, thank you. Um, I don't think it's a privilege you having me. I think it's the other way around. But uh, I'm flattered, so thank you very much. Um, so I'm Mick Newman. Um, I, I know this gentleman for, I think, the better part of 25 years. And we've been on a hell of a journey together. Um, I live a sort of semi-nomadic lifestyle, I believe, um, in the sense that I split my time evenly between the Caribbean and the UK, um, sort of every five to six weeks and back and forth. And um, this, presents some interesting you know, revelations about lifestyle and, um, and the realities of doing business and having multi-jurisdictional clients, um, which is something that Darren has lived for the past, I believe, you know, 15 to 20 years. And I've been sort of living it, but it's been more amplified um, since post-COVID.
0: Nick is, uh, let me put it this way, he's an Oxford-educated entrepreneur and uh, international consultant. Uh, of course, you know, I don't want to get into specifically what you do because, of course, your clients are quite confidential, but I, I think that creates context as to who you are and, and the breadth of experience and confidence you bring to uh, a conversation and a consideration like this. So from what we've discussed, uh, so far, we spoke about the, the, the appeals and, and some of the challenges of being based in the Caribbean. Clearly, no one place is for everyone. So what do you think is the, the type of personality that would uh not enjoy being based or at least partially based, spending time in in the caribbean like you do Mm,
1: very good question um well obviously i'm seeing it with my own through my own eyes i think you generally must have slightly more extroverted personality um because when you go to places like the Caribbean, people are very friendly. And as I said, everything is relationship-based. So yeah. you need to go out there and you need to, as I said, say, try to align with people and have a drink and have dinner. And, you know, they very much they invite you home and you must go and share. You know, it's a, the culture evolved like that. Um, real melting pot society. So I think a more gre- slightly more gregarious, more extroverted personality. I think you must be quite adaptable. Um, because if you move from an industrialized, structured society to a more fluid, emerging one, there might be some uh, little reality checks around how you operate on a day-to-day basis, right? In terms of safety, you know, in terms of, you know, infrastructure, I mean, for little things, you know, little hygiene factors like, you know, electricity might... There might be power outages in an emerging market more frequently. Um, the the rules, like you said, you know, if there are heavy rains, there might be flooding in parts of the country, right? Um, so you wouldn't have access to certain parts of the country I and mean, things kind of shut down roadways and access ways tend to um, go on pause until everything uh, dissipates. Uh, you have reality of things like you know. I mean, this is this is a funny one, but you know, on on the you know different types of flora and fauna. So on, on the back staircase of my flat, one day um, there was a five and a half foot boa constrictor on the um, <laughs> a snake on the wow. on the veranda. Right now, I personally yeah. like snakes, right? Yeah. But you can imagine the uproar that happened with all my neighbors and stuff when there was this snake on. Mm-hmm. The back, right yeah. um so different types of flora and fauna um if you're mm-hmm. in britain i mean you have things like you know, you'd have spiders and those sorts of things out there you'd have centipedes you'd have scorpions you would have snakes you know you would have um and now there are teepers or capybaras sorry you know coming across from brazil you know mm-hmm. uh um, some pretty big snakes in some parts of trinidad you have anacondas and bull constrictors that can grow up to about you know 18 20 feet long so mm-hmm. it's a different but then that's a chart Mm -hmm. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. like the fact that you can go, you know, you can go see Mm -hmm. the Scarlet Ibis, you can go see the flamingos, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a different ecosystem that Mm -hmm. you're going to, right, which for some people is a bit of a challenge. Um, Then there are, you know, it, it is a very multicultural society. Mm -hmm. You know, so whereas in, although Britain's multicultural, people tend to be a bit more in silos, depending on, you know, especially from a religious perspective, Um, Trinidad's a very tolerant society. You know, I I think one of the most tolerant societies in the world, you know, because, Mm -hmm. you know, you have every major religion in there and everybody celebrates everybody's seasons and festivals, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is an absolutely amazing thing to be part of and to witness, right? So there's a lot of tolerance there. Um, The other bit is that um, there is, there seems to be a movement, right, that's happening. And, you know, geopolitically, Trinidad's in an interesting place because it's an ex-British colony. So the infrastructure, the, the fiscal and monetary system, the political system, the education system are all British, still very British. But it's an Uncle Sam's front lawn. So there is a heavy influence yeah. of Uncle Sam um, culturally, right mm-hmm. uh, within society. So what you have is this interesting uh, mix of ideologies between those that are still very much aligned, or, or I suppose more anglicized in the way they they think and act, versus mm-hmm. those that are more Americanized. Now, Britain and America were best friends, so there's mm-hmm. the Atlanticism that exists. But where do you see it manifest in a small? wealthy, relatively wealthy society is an interesting, interesting thing to watch, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, when you get into mm-hmm. conversation around nation building and you get into conversation around um policy particularly, mm-hmm. um you have an you, you have a, a some challenges around that. Mm-hmm. And that also is amplified by the fact that Trinidad historically has been the base, you know, the 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 base since World mm-hmm. War II. Mm-hmm. Um, into South America. And of course, you know what's happening with Venezuela and the sort of mm-hmm. challenges that Venezuela is facing. So you have Trinidad to the north, you have Guyana to one side and then Colombia mm-hmm. to the other. So there is the geopolitics of being in a place like this. And I witnessed mm-hmm. this when, um, you know, there was you know a few years ago when the Iranian warships and Russian planes were landing and the uproar that happened, right, mm-hmm. when the US ambassador had to sort of, you know, have a chat with um. With 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 people, um, mm-hmm. you then have you know issues around the long-standing relationship between Trinidad and Venezuela, and mm-hmm. the fact that um, Trinidad it's very difficult for it to pursue JV um, agreements with mm-hmm. companies like Petavia and others because mm-hmm. of you know the US's position mm-hmm. on um, on Venezuela. So there's the geopolitics mm-hmm. that is that is existing, and then finally you have this whole in very interesting multi-generational dynamic that's taking place Mm -hmm. right so you have the millennials and what do you call them now gen z's right Mm -hmm. that are fast coming through the system i interact a lot with them in in what i do Mm -hmm. and um they are they are very different. I think our generation was the last, I would call it analog generation, right? That um, sort of ushered in the internet age and connectivity and all that stuff. But what I see happening now at at the younger levels of of, of groupings of society is a a lack of belief in the systems that have shaped the way society behaves and the way society acts, Mm -hmm. right? And that is exacerbated by the fact that there are still many baby boomers who are in their 70s and sometimes 80s that are still running the organizations, um, the major organizations in CARICOM, right? So you have a, a challenge around the ability to recruit, motivate, inspire, and deploy young talent. Um, they feel more frustrated, so they're looking for outlets, ways to get out mm-hmm. of uh, of the region. So that's, a, that's something I see as a big challenge coming up, especially over the next five to eight years.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty comprehensive. And, and that, you know, just to kind of quickly summarize many people when they, you know, as they go out as an expat or, you know, and they spend time in different jurisdictions, they do tend to stay. There's a, you know, we, we like our comfort zones. So you want to stay in your bubble with people who are like you, come from a similar background, whereas the real value comes from immersing yourself in the, in the jurisdiction. And really getting to, getting to know it. And, and so in terms of the type of personality, I think you definitely to take advantage of the international experience, you definitely need to be, to be open minded, uh, open minded and relatively outgoing. I mean, it's not that introverted people can't embrace it, but you need to lean into the outgoing side to, to really see what there is to, to benefit from. You, you also mentioned an appreciation of nature, which is, of course, multifaceted. Uh, of course you have, uh, weather related incidents like the flooding that you mentioned and of course nature that reminded me i was in a south american country last month and on the hotel window they said do not sleep with the window open and don't leave it open for extended period of time because uh animals are going to come inside you know you know monkeys and snakes and and, and whatever so it's just you know part and parcel of life in, in an emerging market you have that access to nature which you need to embrace it. If you don't like nature, you probably you want to stay in a concrete jungle So that's, exactly. that's definitely something. Uh, and in terms of Trinidad in particular, it's at a crossroads. It's crossroads, as you mentioned, between it, its UK history, but also the North American, the United States. They, that's the present. That's where that's the, you know, the main, uh, operating that span influence and all. But having said that, it is close to Venezuela, and therefore, it does have that Latin American influence, and it is impacted by events happening. So, for example, the the troubles in in Venezuela is impacting it. So just an awareness of the geopolitical, sociocultural issues and an ability to navigate and to understand and to appreciate and to be sensitive to it, uh, I think will be the kind of things that someone will need to keep in mind as they continue the international journey. Thank you.